One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, we are so excited. We've got a great Hollywood Life podcast here and we've got a very special guest for our interview this week. Um, we are going to talk to Elon Gale. He is the executive producer of The Bachelor. And, oh, okay. There's the crowds. They're so excited. The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, I assume Bachelor Winter Games, like all of Bachelor Nation, you have a lot of Bachelor. And you've just written a book which has got a fabulous title. Um, I love this. You're not that great, but neither is anyone else. And um, that's a very different point of view for, I guess this is still in the self-help section, correct? Yeah, I think it's actually the only book that really belongs <laughs> in the self-help section. Yeah. Well, They're clearing out the rest. It's right next to the secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this, this does sound very different because, of course, you know, most self-help books are about that you are actually great. You just don't realize it. Lies. Pure lies. <laughs> Correct. But you, you kind of take, it's almost like you, it's very Christian or something, being born in original sin, like you're really not great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's exactly how I uh, leapt into that particular topic. <laughs> you, but... you meant this as a Christian project, right, Elon? Uh, this is, um, all projects this is all because of your, your faith, right? Your deep, deep Christian faith that, we, that I, uh, we all know about. Yeah, I've written about that in several other books, but uh, Tinder Nightmares, for example, has a long preface about my heritage. Um, but no, it's really... The, the concept that people are inherently flawed and bad and that if they are able to kind of confront those flaws, they can actually improve them as opposed to simply living with flaws forever. Now, you'll always have flaws, but you can work on individual ones one at a time, try to get better, try to make your life better, or you can feel good about yourself. I think they tend to be mutually exclusive. Can, Elon, really? can, can I ask you a question that may seem like a joke question, but it's not? Yeah. Did you come to this realization on mushrooms or something like that? <laughs> no, I don't or do. L I don't LSD? do. I don't do any drugs. Really? I don't do any. I don't drink. Interesting. Uh, yeah. No. Be because like a lot of the experience of doing those kind of drugs is what people say is like the collapse of the ego, and people have these really. Um, almost like traumatic experiences when they start to see themselves for the first time as other people see them. And then, and then they end up coming away with the conclusion, Oh my God, I'm not that great. Well, I think that, that I, I've heard similar things. I would say at the same time though, that I think most people quickly revert back to, uh, there's thinking a, that, that yeah. you know, those seem like temporary things as opposed to like really having a, a life change. Is it has so, a half life. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about this because, you know, I think that, everybody like realizes that they are flawed. Like, I think we all feel flawed. And I think a lot of people feel like they aren't realizing their potential or that they somehow can't get ahead and they can't make their lives really good. So how is thinking that you're not great going to help you? 
Well, by acknowledging your flaws, you can then focus on them and actually see what they are, change them. You know, there's a lot of negative emotions that we all go through on a regular basis. And the other self Like books, some of them are the like fear, insecurity. Sadness, yeah. Insecurity, jealousy, rage. I mean, you can life is them, unfair. You can call I don't, them negative. Yeah. But I think they're just emotions. I don't think negatives are inherently good or bad. And then those feelings are full of energy, and, and you can either convince yourself that you don't feel them, you can convince yourself that they aren't important to you, or you can use them to try to improve yourself. Right, right? to like, motivate you. Yeah. Like, how? give us an example. What motivates you, like, from your flaws? Rage. Uh-huh. I'm a really angry person. I'm what are a, you angry about? Because uh, you've got a great job, you've got a great everything. girlfriend. What, what, what doesn't, I mean, uh, the world makes me angry. Uh, 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 police brutality makes me angry. <laughs> uh, people being unfair to each other makes me angry. What doesn't make me, everything makes me angry. Traffic makes me angry. That well, everyone could identify with that for sure. Yeah, uh, the way that uh, people think onion rings are good when they're very, very rarely good that that makes me angry. Well, I just uh, have some good ones. So yeah. It was a total outlier, I have to say. They're usually not bad. The 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 crust then, never sticks. It doesn't get crispy enough. It's not crispy enough. And then if it does, there's too much of it, and mm. it's like just eating. right. Not enough onion. Oh, I don't. Yeah. It's infuriating. Okay. Yeah, I recently had just for just to help you out here. Okay, I recently went to a place in L.A. called Major Domo, and they had something new, okay. which they just lightly pickled the onions oh. before Ooh. making the onion rings, and it was the first time I had an onion ring that I didn't think was total, so, total oh, trash. Oh, so it wasn't quite perfection. Diet. It wasn't perfection, but it was the first, I mean, my, I, it, the baseline for me, onion ring is garbage. <laughs> so it was above, it was, it was edible. It was Above it that. Was, it was delicious food. So you, so Rick, being angry motivates you. And what yeah. does it motivate you to do? Well, lots of things. I mean, one is to get up out of bed each morning and, and try, try to be active. Like for example, I, uh, uh, I mean, I was overweight my entire life. So I'm less overweight now because no, I you look really that. good. Well, I, I run and I lift and I exercise, but it's because I hate myself and I hate my body and I hate looking at myself. And I've managed to still see the old me in the mirror every single morning. So we we'll call that so body. What do you, right, what, so it motivates you. What, what, do you right. what do you squat, bro? Oh, man, that's a, that's a great question. Thank you. Thank Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I like your questions. Thank you. Yeah. Third, third. I don't. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, no. You, you, you do not. Okay. You squat. Let, I, wait, squat. Okay, Gino, I don't squat. Gino, let I mean, me. I, I wait, squat I wanna, it. Yeah. Let me relate this though to women. Okay. I know he loves to talk about his his fitness routine. <laughs> yeah. Let's relate this though to to women because you deal with a lot of women. women I mean, you squat. deal with a women lot squat. of women professionally, and I'm sure personally, you're you're friends with a lot of women. Um. So for a young woman who wants to get this book, you're not that great, but neither is anyone else. How how like what do you think? It, like, how will it help her? Because I do think young women are full of insecurities. Like, that's just a normal thing. And we do get told as women that we really, we're just not recognizing all the greatness in ourselves. And so we really, and I think you talked about this, like people are told they got to get to know themselves and all this, well, and I then think, they can be fabulous. Well, I actually think that's true. I think there's a tremendous amount of good inside of mostly everyone. The problem is how do you access it? And right. the way to access it is not by assuming that you already have it all figured out. The way to access it is by saying, I'm really insecure. What makes me insecure? How can I change those things if I need to? Or how can I really become less insecure about those things? Because that's possible too. There are things you can discover about yourself that you don't need to change. But that's really what it's about. It's about 
binding the in the things inside of you via the negative emotions as opposed to via just like acceptance. Right. Acceptance is great once you've really delved right, like, into something. Like if you really have looked into yourself and you say, I'm good in relationships, I'm a good friend, then accept that. But if you So know that's you okay, be, then you don't have to sure, change that. Yeah. You don't have to change everything, but find the things you're bad at and change those. And find the things you're good at and work harder at them too. Because you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. There's always room for improvement. Elon, speaking of insecurity, I have, I have a, a beef to pick with you. Uh-huh. Um, you don't know this, but I was dating this girl in L.A., and she had this huge crush on you. She followed you on Twitter, and she slid into your DMs on Twitter a couple times, and you responded. And <laughs> and then she told me about it, and I was like, who is this Elon man? Uh-huh. And um, I, I always felt like you know she was out there. She lived over by you. I feel like you were stealing my girlfriend this whole time. And then we broke up. I feel like it was partly... I don't know. I feel like you were to blame. <laughs> well, uh, you should think about why you feel that way. Yeah. Is this one of these things like it could be fixed by, by your book? If I like, turn- I think you, I think you should spend a, a few more dollars and get a book. And then, and then once you read it okay. and you really think about what you did wrong in that relationship, Good. as opposed to what I did wrong. Good in your have I ever done? I've never done anything wrong though. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. I already, no. I already I, looked I'm with word. Elon. Get the book, Chino. You need to use it to motivate. You don't know the bad dates he has. I assume this is available on Amazon and everywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everywhere. So do you and feel... I, I, I do know the bad dates he goes on. You, you just know. His He's ex because... told me all about it. Oh, Danny, Danny! <laughs> you know, and it's, I reached out. When you were coming on the show today, I reached out to her, and she was like, oh my, get a picture of him for me. I was like, oh, damn you. She's even married now. Who okay. is it? Do I know her? Her name is Danny Anderson. You got, you got, I don't know. You guys followed each other. You, you talked briefly once. You, got wouldn't, it. you wouldn't remember. Okay. Got it. Okay. So Let's tell her well, I said hello. <laughs> oh, she'll be so happy. You know, so here's the thing. You, I... I, I do want to know, like, why you've been this producer, executive producer behind the scenes on The Bachelor. Why wouldn't you put yourself out there? You could be The Bachelor. Like, no offense well, to your girlfriend who's sitting here. I'm very lucky. But you would be a great Bachelor. I actually don't believe that I'm everyone's taste. You know what I mean? Like, I think part but of But you being, don't have to be everyone's taste. No, you do. Really? I mean, that's the thing. You, not everyone's, yeah. but you have to uh, kind of uh, appeal to a wide demographic. I'm a very specific kind of guy and so i need a very specific kind of person and luckily i found that and uh and i'm luckily she's uh lowered her standards enough you're turning your insecurities his, his, into a positive to make us feel sorry for you no no i i i think <laughs> i i think the thing that like this book if it came from somebody who really thought they were like wonderful and had it all figured out. Like bachelor a, material. It would be a condescending nightmare. But the truth is, is that I really mean the things I say. Now, whether you can like see that or not, it's someone mean, I'm insecure. I'm shy. I, I'm kind of like. Same, a, same. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But that's what, that's what gets you in the gym though, right? Like that's but, what gets you. That's exactly. what motivates you. If you don't. But, but that's what he's saying. If you're not exactly. critical of yourself, yeah. then why would you care to improve? I mean, we can all think of people who don't care to improve and think they're great and mm-hmm. they. Trump, maybe, you know, people who are so full of themselves and they don't, they're not good people because well, they don't make those changes. He's the opposite of you. Yes. Because he thinks he's great at everything. Yes. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the, um, I think that's the critical flaw. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, uh, I'm not a big Trump fan. I've been open that's about okay, that. That's okay. You can tell us. And the thing about it is that, but he's the president, right? So I would like him to do that job well. So I don't, I, I don't sit there. I know we're stuck for I don't three sit years. there wanting him to fail. I sit there 
wishing that just once in a while he would say, uh, can some adults come in and step in and help me fix this problem? We had right? Jared Kushner <sighs> and Ivanka. Not for long. And yeah, it seems like they're on the way out. But so, yes, I think that he this is a really good illustration for your book because you're really looking at taking, like improving yourself by trying to fix, like by saying I'm not perfect. Whereas we have a president who thinks he is perfect at everything and his brain is the best. And look at the mess we're in, in every way. He has a really good brain. Well, I think the best brain. I mean, uh, the sad thing is that, is that people respond to it. You know, people really do. Like respond to him. They respond to, they respond to that. For some reason, people have been trained to believe that confidence is good and insecurity is bad. And that's why he's the president. Because people believe that this confidence will somehow uh, shine through and make people change and, and show people how to get better at things and, and make America great again, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the truth is, is that no one has all the answers. No candidate has it all figured out. No single person. Every president has a learning curve. It's an unbelievably difficult and uh and kind of all-encompassing job. There's like, so much to super learn. Super complicated. It's, I don't know how to do it. But what I would do is I would try to learn as opposed to try to dictate. You know what I mean? Like that, and I think that's where it's hard for me to see people see that as a, as a kind of a winning model because the people beneath him should look up and say, you know, when we take over this, when we are the next generation, we should be priding ourselves on what we don't know and are trying to learn and improve as opposed to saying we have it all figured out. They were wrong because even that's not right. Even sitting around and going, Trump's wrong about everything. I'm right about everything. That, that's, that's wrong. The idea is to go, how about let's have like measured, interesting conversations and look at data in new ways and find ways to mine better data instead of just screaming fake news at everything. Like that's actually something that we could do now. It's not a, it's not a dream. It's easy. But, the, but we are currently, some people in our country are celebrating uh, braggadocious uh, ignorance behavior. and ignorance, yeah. like just we don't need to know anything. We already know what we know. Well, that's the we thing. We don't want to find out anything else. Every generation has always been wrong about two things, right? Every generation thinks that theirs is the last, and every generation thinks that they're the end of evolution. They think that they've they've figured millennials, out. and we're and, <laughs> and and I love them. And our parents were wrong, and we're wrong, and our children will be wrong, and it will continue on that way forever. And it's weird that we can't. Ever, and we, I think we know those trends, but we don't seem to ever do anything about them. Like well, we're not that we're not going to be the generation no. uh, that is the end of right. a society, and neither is the next one, and maybe the one after that. But we, yes, I mean, humanity has definitely made improvements over the thousands of years. Yeah, it gets got a little better. Yeah, it's gotten a little better, a lot, a lot better. It's really a cold outside but, right now, and for the majority problem, yeah. of human history, it would be a nightmare. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I mean, we're. <laughs> Things are things are improving. There's also room for improvement. I shouldn't need a T-shirt is what I'm saying. <laughs> I should be able to just change the temperature of my skin. Let me just ask you something else about your point of view, that you're not that great, but neither is anyone else. Okay, so first I said it's maybe Christian because it's original sin because they believe you're born. Do you think it has to do with sort of a Jewish point of view? Because I'm Jewish and— No. No? But 
I know that I'm not Jewish. No, of course you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> but Bonnie's always trying to make these religious insights. No, I, don't I know, but this. it's just that it's more like the guilt factor. Like now I had a, a mother that made me feel guilty about things, and now I make myself feel guilty. So it's kind of like makes you feel like you're not great. Well, it is. I'm not that great. It it's is. Kind of yeah, I'm life. not that great. I'm not, <laughs> not a great not mother, great. and my mother, I wasn't a great kid. Pretty, there, pretty, there's pretty, there's pretty definitely great. something there. So I wasn't raised kind of religiously Jewish, uh-huh. but I was raised kind of very traditional. Traditionally mm-hmm. Jewish. And part of the what you learn, for me anyway, uh, when you're Jewish growing up, is that you are supposed to question authority. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to question all of the things you're told. You should agree with them eventually, but along the way, you have to ask questions and figure out. That's why during, uh, what is it? during Passover... Right, you ask the four questions. Yeah, so that's the basis of so much. How do you... It's not, it's not, it's not this is, it's what is. And that's kind of how... I process the world. So I would be lying if I said I didn't think that that had some kind of relevance in how I view everything. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Because I, yeah, I think we, yeah, it also, you are raised to not feel perfect. Like on one hand, your parents, you know, want to infuse you with ambition. But on the other hand, they also don't want you to be too full of yourself. No. So they don't want you to think you're too great. And they also didn't hide their own flaws, right? I mean, they didn't pretend they were perfect. They were just people. And when they would do things that weren't great, they would apologize. And when they did things that were great, they would they would want uh, affection for that. And that's, I think, the right way to, to be with all humans is to have actions dictate relationships. Like my parents are not my friends because they're my parents. They're my friends individually in different ways because they've earned those relationships wow. as individuals. Hmm. Like, I don't care, like, I, you know, it's just a terrible thing to say, but like when someone says like, how do you feel about your cousins or something? Like I have distant cousins. I go, I, I don't, I don't know them. I don't, I don't, uh, love is not something I'm feeling, I feel free or equipped to give to people I don't know really well. I think when you're a child, you are not really a being. You're just not, you're not really a person. Your decisions are made for you most of the time. And then at some point you become an adult and that's when your relationships begin as adults and you have to start over with every single person around you You have to earn those relationships and it's hard for people to always take but i really think that's the truth okay now let's just bring this to the bachelor because that's what you do professionally no but really like you're Mm -hmm. setting people up to try and fall in love yeah and that's a pretty big deal sure and so do you think that most of the bachelors and bachelorettes who go in think that they're great or not great like do they feel insecure? Do you think they feel they're worthy of love? That's a really good question. I mean, the, the truth is, I think it's really, it's too wide an array of human beings to paint them with a single brush. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What I will say is I think you have to have a certain amount of confidence to put yourself out there, you know, in any dating capacity, much less a dating show. You have That's to really, true. You have to have confidence that you're not going to be like kind of instantly rejected. But I really believe that all people, all people have like a deep, a deeply held imposter syndrome and insecurity that makes them wonder if they really are good enough for the things they want. 
And that's why most people don't go for the things they want. Do you feel that mm, that's way interesting. nine years into your career as the EP executive producer of The Bachelor and all the success you've had? Do you, do you still feel imposter syndrome, even though yes. this franchise that you built is gigantic? Well, gigantic? I, well, the thing is, I didn't build the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm one part of many, many, many hundreds of people who have, like, worked on this thing forever and before me and will after me. And that's how I view it. And that's how I honestly, that's honestly how I view it. And I'm one of the least important cog is in this giant machine because what you're watching for is not anything that I do. It's for regular people, right? So there's thousands of those people. So the answer is yes. I don't particularly like if I really felt unbelievably like I had accomplished the things I want to accomplish in life, I wouldn't be out writing books and doing other things like you're striving still. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm young and I'm only beginning to be a, a kind of a, uh, aware i've only been sober for three or four years mm. like i'm only becoming an adult now do you ever let yourself because i i really like this sort of realistic kind of worldview and the self-critical worldview it's you know it is like the anti-trump view like you know some people say being enlightened is knowing what you don't know and or being able of to course. be self-critical but uh do you ever allow yourself to take a minute and just sort of like celebrate a little bit your victory like enjoy yeah, yeah. absolutely because it is a big deal what you've done it is uh i i take minutes and that's exactly right that's the thing i, I what i don't take is days or weeks i take minutes i take hours maybe well joy, where, that kind of joy is fleeting anyway though right so well well exactly like there's always more to be done there's always more to learn and the truth is is that i actually really like that process like it's not painful for me to learn it's not painful for me to like want more or to desire i enjoy that so there are those yeah, like striving. moments. People don't realize like they need right. to enjoy the striving part. Yeah, no, absolutely. That if you're doing things you like, if you're doing things that are interesting to you, the desire and the wanting and the fighting for it, that is what being alive is. Mm-hmm. The having it is momentary. Right, because right? there's always more. Yes. This is why my yeah. girlfriend was crushing on this guy. I want to hate him, but I can't. <laughs> okay. Just now, do you get um do you get a good feeling when you guys really make a match? Like oh, when oh, of, oh it's like when they really course. fall in love. I mean, like getting to to see like someone, you know, Sean and Catherine are about to have their second child. And like, is that really something that I did no, it isn't. But I was I got to watch it. You know what I mean? Well, and you help bring them together. Sure. I mean You yeah. did the shit up. But it's really it's so it's so beautiful to like meet two people who don't know each other and then watch them fall in love and then see them build a life together. Like that is and that's a testament to, to them and to their to their wills and to their intent with each other, not just in coming on the show. But their intent as human beings, how they interact with each other, like how they mean the things they say, right? Because like life doesn't happen. You have to build it. So they build this life. And to be an outsider and to get to watch it, it's great to like know them and be their friend. But really, it's more pleasurable for me to like look at it, you know, even just watching their stories on Instagram and to see like this life they've built. That's really cool. And yeah, just to, really just to cool. kind of feel and like you've a, got some good successes. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Evan and Carly. Yeah. I was so happy that Carly found love. 
Well, Carly's the best. Yeah, and do we, I felt so terrible for her when she got kicked off of Chris's well, it was, episode. Know, she was heartbroken. She thought no one was ever going to love her again. She is really, you know, I actually met her a few years before that because she was uh, the sister of a guy who was on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'd met her at his hometown, and she was just the nicest person. And then a couple of years later, she applied for the show, and she got on the show, and she had a couple of bad runs. You know, yeah. Things didn't go well for her. I know. But, you know, she's a good example of something that I, you know, and we're really close. Something that I always, I think is the truth, which is if you really believe that something is for you, then you just keep doing it until you make it for you. You know, y- your will can overcome the will of the world around you. Hmm. Like usually in life. But wait, that sounds like the other philosophy. No. That if you just no, keep. No, because it's actions. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not keep thinking that you deserve it. It's keep acting in a way that will allow you to have it, right? Every time that she did it, she was taking a giant risk. Right. So she, every, every time she went on a time, show. Right. So yeah. she wasn't just like f- hoping the world would figure it out for her. She was actively pursuing opportunities and there was were all risky and that's what's so great about her getting what she wants is that she got to prove to herself more than anyone that all the decisions she made as hard as they were were right all the heartbreak becomes worth it if you're able to persist and it's the persisting that is the thing that matters. Just sitting there hoping is literally like right. the secret, right? It's about taking action. Yeah. Well, that's right. The secret. That is yeah. the most ridiculous thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Where you pure, just, pure you're just supposed yeah. to like lie there and go concentrate and you make right. it happen. I, I have a, a great saying that I, I wrote. Um, <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> which, hear it. <laughs> which, which, which really is that like, you know, looking, for insp- looking at inspirational quotes to feel better about yourself is like looking at a treadmill to get in better shape. That's <laughs> true. That's a very it, good saying. You have yeah. you have to do. You got to get yourself up off the couch. Yeah, you have to do. And, and yes, yeah. look, there are lots of people this doesn't work for. There are. There are lots of people that really actually need to feel better about themselves in order to get motivated. And that's great. There are millions of books there for you. But for people who are... <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But for people who are self-critical, people who don't see the world... You know, the, I, I believe firmly that the universe does not give a shit about you. Yeah. Or me. No, or I'm, I'm the, with you. The, I don't believe there's predestination the world, the world and that things no, are meant to be... The world has no plans. Yeah. The no, it's world too is, big. It's, it's like too, giant. It's too big. It's too Even complex. Even if there's God, how can he take care of 7 billion people? It's a lot of work. I, yeah. I, I can barely take care of two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> 7 billion people is yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, and so... Once you kind of rid yourself of the idea that someone else is making things happen for you, you take agency and you start actually making things happen for yourself. And I believe that everyone has the capacity. And here's the thing. Here's the saddest. Here's the sad part. Here's where I'm more realistic than I think the average guy is that it's not going to work for most people, right? Like the things you want are not going to work for most people. But the things you want are probably not the things you really want anyway. So what do you mean it, it's not going to work for most people? Like, like if, everyone, if got... everyone wants to be a rock star, yeah. they're not going to be a rock star, right? I wanted to be a novelist at first. That was like one of my first... First, I wanted to be a ballet dancer, okay. to be honest. Right. I'm being really? totally honest. I wanted That's to, okay. I wanted to be Did Baryshnikov. You take the Don't give up on your dreams. I wanted to be Baryshnikov. <laughs> yeah. Did you take a dream? Did sure. you take the classes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Growing up, yeah. Good. I wanted to be Baryshnikov. Yeah. And then I wanted to be Pavarotti and I couldn't sing. <laughs> I had a weird childhood. <laughs> yes. And then, and then I wanted to be like a novelist. And guess what? What? I failed. I failed at that. And along the way, I did a million other things and eventually started like winding into the the life I have now. And guess what? 
that's going to continue, right? It's not going to end. I'm going to continue weaving and doing all the things until I figure out what I really want out of life. Elon, speaking of what you really want, now part of what I think the success of your show, The Bachelor, is is the is the selling of a of a romantic fantasy to 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 America, yeah. and we love. But listen, a, a romantic... lot, millions of people want to find their soulmate. Yes, and I think that's part of the appeal, and it, it's you know it's. Right from the from the meet cute to the helicopter rides to the pr- proposal at the end, it's everything a person could want and seen. Right? Do you see? But that is somewhat unrealistic because, of course, the relationship goes on after that big moment in the finale. Do you see? Do you? Are you more cynical about, about relationships in the same way that you're cynical about uh, your? everything else in your life and do you see a happy ending for yourself it's a good like question this? it's a, another good question here <laughs> my second one <laughs> but here here's here's the answer the answer is i don't think i'm cynical about anything especially not things like love realistic stories. maybe no but i but even not but realistic to me I mean like everything is about intent right so like if you really 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 give a shit about that relationship mm-hmm. you can have exactly that if you really work at it you can have the dream thing that you want like, I don't believe it's artificial. I don't believe that it's uh, it's made up. Well, the reason we all see it and we relate to it is because like, we all have our own version of it. Yeah, right? I agree. We all have our meet cute. Like, but my d- girlfriend and I, like, we have our love story, and right. it's the love story. And do I hope it uh, continues on forever? Of course. And that's really going to be a matter of whether her and I decide to make it that way rather than, like, whether it's realistic or not. Because or it's so then it's well, gotta, nothing's realistic, right? It's yeah. all about like what you do. It's all so about So then it's got to be behave. very important that you do, in your job, cast the, the lead as somebody who really has the intent. They want to find love. Of they, course. So when they go into it, I mean, because there was Juan Pablo who turned out he didn't really want it. But, sure. So, but most of them, they, they convince you and your team that they want to find love. Like they've got the intent I believe they do. I, I actually believe in most cases, I believe most people do. And I believe that saying that you don't want to find that companion. And again, this isn't for everyone because everyone's different. But I think most people want to find someone they can share their lives with. Mm-hmm. Some person yes. that they can share every moment with. And when people say they don't, I believe it's usually a defense mechanism. You know, and people are like really interested in playing the field. That's other problems they're dealing through, right? Like for me, that's how I look at right. it. Right. Because those things are, after a very short time, not gratifying. And people know that. And do you think that if you're with, let's say, 25, 50, I mean, one case you guys had 50 women, but 25, that you could, is it possible to fall in love with more than one person? Like there's this idea that there's in the universe, there is one soul mate for me. That's well, insane. I don't believe so, that okay. at all. So within a group, <laughs> let's say within a group of like 25 women or 25 men, there should be possibility for you to truly fall in love with one of them. Like it doesn't have to be like just the one out of 7 billion. Of course. I mean, everyone, that's the thing is that like we, we look at it as strange, right? But like everyone is working from a pool that has been selected for them randomly by chaos. We simply do a slightly better job of right. curating that. That is true. But like, We're you, all in a pool you know, like, of chaos. When most you, of them you can't even hit on because they work with you or like, right. or they're related to you. When, when you well, here's the thing, right? Like, when you think about like the, the, cla- the most classic love story of like the high school sweethearts right. and like, Really, that's a story of two people 
who happen to have walkers near each other. Right. It's not. There's nothing special or interesting about that. It's not bad. It's just not particularly special. Yeah. Nothing's particularly special. They're all random. They all just happen. You meet people and I you fall in love. I think that's a really interesting way don't. to put it. I just think it's ran- so. It's a pool of random. It's all. It's all a pool. Of, the whole, your whole life is a pool of random. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. You, I mean, I don't know if you've ever like really studied or read into randomness. I, it's my. There's a great book called The Drunkard's Walk by Leonard Mladenow. And, or, Leonard who? Mladenow. Mladenow, okay. Uh, he wrote Subliminal also. And then there's uh, The Black Swan. That's about how the stock market works uh, and, and ra- how randomness affects everything. And it's a terrifying notion to realize that you're like really not in charge of much. But it also gives so much more weight to the things you can control. And believing you're part of a grand scheme makes you really not powerful but believing that no one has control of anything is really something that gives you the ability to take control at the same that's why conspiracy theorists are uh, love conspiracies right because when things don't go well they're able to blame some like nefarious organization that is taking over things and changing things that's why conspiracies like deep state exist to explain away the pain in your life but there is no conspiracy and no one gives a shit about you so figure it out for yourself Hmm. it's the same people who say everything happens for a reason who think that there's you know like sandy hook was an inside job right i mean it's it's it's, so disgusting i don't even know how to talk about that (laughs) i know it's so disgusting but no but i think you're right like that's an interesting way. Like it, everything's random. So in a way you can't wait for like some outside forces to show your path. You've got to just try and go, okay, this is what I got. This, I got to make the best of it. And you I gotta just, just, I got to get up every day and take a step. You have to just something. walk. Exactly. You just have to walk. We're all working with our pool of 25 and we got to get started. Exactly. <laughs> take control. That's I, I, now I know what you'll be doing tonight. <laughs> Well, you know, this is this is all is really, really interesting. And I think um, but a lot of us, you know, would like to, you know, think that you've got this great job. Like we would like to be you. And uh, it's not that great. It's not. (laughs) Oh, so even your life isn't that great. Correct. Why is that? No, we. The you, music's I think coming he, on. I think no, he why, explained this in you, detail already. No, but he's on his path. But it, you've be, got a good path because it, you've got a fun because job. Because you've got to yeah. keep going. That's yeah. the thing. You can't ever get satisfied. Do you have a goal that we want and that you can tell us about now? That's, no, that's uh, the thing. I don't have a goal. I just want right to keep now. walking. Okay. So, but don't you think you need a goal? To get, like anybody, like needs yeah. a goal and they're using your book to help get there? Well, I'll tell you right now. My my goal is to get this book into as many hands as possible. <laughs> there we go. That's my cue. <laughs> and cue the music. Turn okay. on that sexy well, music. Get us out of here. Wait right, a second. John. Don't right, you have Gina, a right. love goal? Uh, yeah. I hope to uh, to get married. And have uh, okay. Uh, Where's my awesome sound at, effects? Maybe maybe half uh, three quarters of a child, one child, one child maybe. When do you think you might be ready to make a proposal? Oh God, what do you think? Uh, hmm. She's like, okay, <laughs> Elon's girlfriend's here, but you know what? She. We I, need to see it. Like, let's do it now. That's the thing that's going to yeah. happen. Is that uh, <laughs> no. it's going to be? A, it's when it, when it happens, it's going to be a nice surprise. Well, listen, um, we really are thrilled to have you here, and we're very um, psyched to read your book. Thanks for You're not me. that great, but neither is anyone else. And that should be eye-opening, because if they're not that great, then you can have whoever you want and do whatever you want. Get your Two. shit together, America. Yes. 
Okay, and we'll all tune in to the Bachelor finale. Monday and Tuesday. Yes. <laughs>